go team. Oh, yay, we're recording. I like your shoes. Thank you. They are the Nike Silver Bullets. I love um, it. John got them for me a long time ago. Nice. Thank you. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Peasant Party Podcast. Oh, Annabelle's woo. wearing cool shoes, and so am I. Thanks. I'm usually, I'm, I'm it's starting no, to No, you get... look good. You look Thanks. really good. Did you, like, dress dress up for work or what? Well, part of, partially that, and then also, like, mom was like, you always wear sweatshirts when you're on camera, and I was like... <laughs> I've I've trying to like figure out like what looks good. Um, I've always been like an all black attire person, except when it's hot out, it's hard to do that. And then yeah. I saw it was rainy, so I seized the opportunity to go all black. It looks good. Thank you. But yeah, once it cools down, it'll be all like black leggings, combat boots, all that. I know, I know. It just started raining <laughs> for the first time in like many months. I was yeah. walking up and it was raining a little bit, so my hair looks like shit. Just a t- the the street smells like. Asphalt. pungent urine like <laughs> don't say don't say pungent urine don't ever again pungent urine. Okay, what's well, new with you i'm gross. your host charlotte warren by the way i've I always just play from like you have to introduce oh, yourself yeah. at the beginning who are you i'm annabelle warren what's also. new with you golly what is new with me no well nothing i don't know <laughs> same shit different day i'm still kind of going through it it was kind of mm-hmm. like a a whole you know four day long breakup and mm-hmm. sh- actually just before this i went and i um dropped a bunch of my ex's stuff like on basically the hood of his car <laughs> i was like mm-hmm. well you want me to drive all the way down to your house to drop like mm-hmm. here you go bitch oh, oh perfect <laughs> we're all good cool um so, yeah I that's where i'm at but i i cleaned my entire apartment today ta- uh, ceiling floor like Got rid of all his shit, put it in a bag, donated mm-hmm. a ton of my clothes. Like, I feel so... That's a good feeling. It's an amazing feeling, dude. It's an amazing feeling. It really does feel like... I've unfollowed him. Good. Uh, he was Do muted. It. He was muted for our entire relationship, but I fi- I unfollowed him because I was like, I don't even want to... I don't even want to see it. I muted all his friends. Like, it's, you know, I feel good. like you have to in order to... Good. And I feel like doing it sooner way. after a relationship ends is the move. Like, some people... Because yeah. I feel like once some people are like... I just don't feel like blocking them or deleting them yet or like doing all these things. Yeah. And then it's like, I feel like the longer it gets away from it, then it becomes weird. Then it becomes a thing. Like what yeah. made you block them this di- like this day or something? And I don't want to, you know, like you go for, I feel like I've seen friends go through this too. Um, like, Oh my God, my best friend Marnie went through this. Like people, my friends have done this where like they break up with their boyfriend and in those first like few days afterwards, they're like, no, he really, he, tr- it's, it's not him. It's both of us. Like really, it was so sad. And like, we didn't meet. And then it's like uh, me as her friend from the mm-hmm. outside, I'm like, that guy was a dickhead to you. Mm-hmm. He was a dickhead to you. And you are making excuses for him still, even after this breakup. Mm-hmm. And then it's not until like another month down the line where you start getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> where you start, like the memories kind of start coming back and start putting little pieces together mm-hmm. and you're like damn I, i'm not i'm no longer like sad about this i'm just kind of like pissed yeah and i'm trying to keep myself from allowing that resentment to boil over to the mm-hmm. point where i text him like i know about the girl or whatever you know yeah. that's I'm, like, why really the blocking is to... so important like it's just you can't make it too easy to communicate yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. you've got to like it's it's for yourself it's not like it's it not about me. them it's for you and yeah. um like yeah. it's I, I think nobody nobody is like oh you blocked them after a breakup like how extreme um right but if you like do it like at a little later date i feel like it 
maybe sends more of a statement. I don't know. It's good to, yeah, like, Yeah, it kind of does, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, if you wait too long and then you block them. It's like, what is the catalyst like, for this? <laughs> yeah. Huh? And it just causes, like, kind of a little unnecessary, like, uptick of drama. Mm-hmm. Like, get it all over with all at once mm-hmm. towards the beginning. And then down the line like like your your emotions can really only peter out mm-hmm. from there i feel oh totally i block numbers um i block everything like i i'm so like liberal with my block button like i block on Should instagram I block his number Blo- uh, so i thought i think blocking numbers are useful um because it, it's tight. like oh my god that sounds so extreme you, you would think like i don't know some people correlate blocking a number as being for you know the people that are like harassing you and like mm-hmm. you know social media whatever but you have the number as like a last resort I think no, because, like, I think the number is what makes it way too easy for, um, like, say you have, like, you're lonely one night or something, or, like, whether they're out drinking, like, you're out drinking, something like that happens, and then you, like, you'll either have a fit of rage and text them something, like, to get off your chest, or it's, like, you're lonely or something like that, or it's not even you, it's them, and then it's just all that much easier to, like, get in touch that way. Um, So I think, like, just having the numbers unblocked like keeps that door open and then uh, people say like oh well what if there's some sort of an emergency it's like yeah if there's some sort of an emergency like i think like going around a block is a creepy thing to do but like if there's some sort like say you know he's implicated in a murder case that he didn't do and needs to you to come as a witness like he has your phone number in that sense where it's like if he really needs to contact you it involves like an extra step versus like it's you know drunken just like hit the call button yeah like he has to go and be like okay the next day like hey like i gotta come to you with something more serious like also uh, yeah i don't know i feel like the the whole relationship was just me helping him when he needed it to mm-hmm. you know so it, like i don't even want to give him the avenue to to that's a few weeks down the line be like i'm sad and lonely and it's a do- it's a- i'm depressed and i'm gonna do something like mm-mm. it's a door and, and phones my phones make these things like way easier like yeah. like a, a phone that's always in your pocket makes these things easier oh and- this fool's trying to uh text break up with me for like the second time and i was like hey can you call me actually mm-hmm. and not do like the lowest possible effort thing mm-hmm. like the text breakup no you got be a goddamn adult i i can't i don't think i've ever done that i don't think i've ever text broken up with anyone not a not a ever. committed relationship for me but i've, I've done that because i think actually a hot take i think the world would be a better place if we had more breakups not in a sense of like actual relationships hot i think take well no but hot. if you think that like the a lot of times, like, people will have these non... They're dating somebody, but they never establish it as a relationship. Maybe it's maybe it's a situation. I don't know. Um, but, you know, maybe sometimes someone sees it as going toward a relationship. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, th- those types of things drop off. You go on some dates. Oof, this person isn't it. Um, but what happens a lot of times is mm-hmm. there's not really a, a real tangible ending for it. Like, it's a... Some will call it a ghosting. Some will call it a fizzle. Like, two people just kind of stop talking to one another. And when there's not really that, like, concrete ending... Um, the, the, the door, it's just sort of easy to come back to that person. There's no consequence for it. It's like, if, you know, down the line, oh, that person that fizzled out, you know, oh, like, hey, they were kind of fun. Like, are you out tonight kind of thing? Like, if there's some sort of tangible ending, like, um, you know, hey, like, this was fun, but, you know, I just don't see this becoming a relationship. Um, like, you're less likely to get those texts. You're less tempted to send those texts to people that aren't the right fit for you. Um, so just okay. having more of these endings. And I'm someone, I, I think I've told you how much, like, I've, used to like hate breakup texts like back in the day just because mm. of like i don't know guys condescending know yes it's rude yes so <laughs> like but like I, I do think they're useful i think they're useful when they're they're short and they have no adjectives and no sure. condescending thoughts. yeah i yeah definitely mm. okay 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 so i have a question and uh, not to derail you but um i was thinking about this today 
uh, I guess to start, what is a situation ship? Can you describe that to me at all? Because yes. I'm trying to figure out if what I just got out of was like a situation ship left over from a relationship. Yes. So a situation ship in my take. So some people think, okay, that any sort of dating situation that doesn't result in a relationship is somehow a situation. I disagree with that. Okay. Cause he was not posting me, refused to post me. I tried to post him and then he wouldn't. And so I like took it down. So mm -hmm. that to me, I was like, this is a situation ship. You want to look single, right? So I think, so I think there's, uh, so I think that that's a whole other thing. Um, but like, okay. so a situation ship to me is, um, at least one per. So you got your two parties, you've got at least one person in those two parties who does not see what you're doing as leading toward anything. What the um, They might okay. be behaving, because there's some people where their version Stupid. of casual, I, I've always said like situationship, casual exists on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, you know, someone sells, they're looking for something casual, ask them what their version of casual is. So some people it's a one night stand. Some people it's like doing all the motions of a relationship, but just not having the responsibility or the title. Like it just gives you that last little out. Yeah. Um, and some people that is their version of casual and they're going about they're going about that. And then, you know, to another person because of the actions or like, you know, little hints in the form of, oh, hey, we're going on real dates. They're like, OK, cool. We're, we're dating. Or I have told I have said like and I truly believe this. I think there is a healthy version of a situation ship. I think it's more rare. But you've got like, I don't know, two people that are on a work assignment for two months in a different city or something like that, mm -hmm. like, like that kind of thing. Um, but that is a situation ship where it's at least one person in those two parties okay. thinks no, like consciously knows it's going nowhere. Uh, maybe they saw it as going somewhere at one point, but they have consciously decided they maybe haven't said it aloud. Um, they've consciously decided like, Oh, you know, this, I'm just having fun. This isn't going to be anything. Um, Interesting. The thing is, like, with relationships, Wait, though, sorry, just one person? Uh, one but of the if, two. Okay, but if both of them know that it's not going anywhere... It's still a situationship. It just has to be one of the two. Well, at least one. At okay. least one. Um, okay, yes. Right. And I think the posting thing, like, I think there's people who want to be in actual committed relationships who also want to appear single. They want to have their cake and eat it, too. Like, they want to... Like, because there is, like, more you get out of a relationship in some capacities because that person is a bit more responsible to you. To you, Like, uh -huh. um, like a situationship, yeah, you might maybe get, like, the dates and stuff, but, like, are they really that shoulder to cry on if, you know, a loved one dies and you need someone to, like, hold your hand at the funeral? Like, that kind of thing. So um, there's absolutely people who want to, you know, have a relationship and then also appear single. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know that posting would be it. Um, if you guys never had a conversation of, like, what are what are we doing here or something, like, we're... Oh, we argued about it, but mm. but it kind of... And, and I, I feel like I've, you know, heard this argument from men before where they just immediately become, like, it's not even it's not even like that i just you know i just don't i just don't post like personal stuff and i just don't blah 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 blah. and like it's not, i'm not hiding you i'm not hiding you from anyone um mm -hmm. but like ultimately i think yeah it kind of comes mm -hmm. down to that right unless i mean unless like you're using your instagram very specifically for a business or whatever and you only post mm -hmm. work things on your story or whatever but like Posting a girl on your story that you're dating, like, I think is, honestly, it's a, it's polite and it's, like, a sign of, mm -hmm. like, respect and I'm, I'm taking up your time and, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, I want to show you off a little, I guess. Oh, totally. And I think, like, and I've, I've said to people and I, I truly think if there's no obvious signs of a significant other on someone's Instagram or social media, it is, I don't want to say safe to assume they're single, but, like, 
it's almost like it's you're not doing anything weird or wrong um if you like dm them because you think they're attractive it's like it's right it's safe to assume, it's like okay cool like no signs of a significant yeah. other like a few like if you scroll back and like oh it's two years ago uh-huh. um maybe you follow the instagram for a week and like nobody pops up okay cool like fair game so i do think like there's something about appearing single like you know there's different versions of why people want to appear yeah. single like and sometimes people will hide behind the ones that sound more acceptable yeah um because i mean i will say like some things that you know do happen like um there's if you use instagram for business you're some sort of influencer there's more money to be made in appearing single mm-hmm. um and i know he kind of used his for business in some ways but um like yeah there's more money to be made if if you appear single in the form of like brand deals also like thirsty people um on like followers mm-hmm. like likes are a currency follows are, followers are a currency like have you ever like revealed a significant other on instagram and then like just like the followers just drop yes yeah it happens um, all the time totally 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 yeah. yeah absolutely um yeah but i i'm not afraid to post a significant other like i really no, me either. if i'm dating somebody especially somebody hot like i I'm not, I don't want to hide them. <laughs> I'm showing them off. Like I'm stoked mm-hmm. and I'm like with this person and I take pictures of, of the things that I do during the day and the people that I'm with and the things that I love. And like, that's a part of my life. You know, I, mm-hmm. I would feel honestly like deceptive and mean if I was hiding somebody that I'm dating. Mm-hmm. If I really like someone, like my Instagram is a lot of like, mm-hmm. kind of like thoughty modeling pictures and stuff among like my mm-hmm. work stuff. But like, if I had a man and we really loved each other. I'm posting it. I don't mm-hmm. care. I want people to know. Mm-hmm. That's tight. We look cool as a couple, you know? How long do you have to wait before you post them, though? I don't care. I'm insane. Like, so. do you, like, do you, do you, do you, like the second you say we're in a relationship, you find the best picture you've taken so far, bam, you go up? No, I don't. It's or do you, like, uh, actually, it, like, no, I'm, I'm so into the soft launch. I think the soft oh, launch yeah. is sick. Like a fingernail. <laughs> how, how, like how much a, do you ease into it? How much do you ease into it through soft launch? How long does your soft launch last? Ooh, oh, not long, probably not mm-hmm. long after that. Like, depending on we'll amp each other up, probably, you know, but nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So nice. Well, today, our episode name of the game is actually we're going to talk about cute versus creepy in a oh lot of different God, ways. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, um, yeah, I guess to like kick it off, like our, our quick hit question is, do you think there is merit to the whole idea of and some people will say like you know you'll find you'd find it cute if you if it were if you were into it you'd think it was cute if you're not into them you find it creepy Ooh, do you yeah, think yeah, there's yeah. weight to that statement um and to be like a bit more specific um that sort of idea was shared on the how i met your mother show mm-hmm. um both of our not favorite show um but they do they do do a lot of little yes. dating theories um they called it the dobler Dahmer theory um, the exact quote of that theory is, um, if both people are into each other, a big romantic gesture works, but if one person isn't into it, the same gesture comes off serial killer creepy, like Jeffrey uh-huh, Dahmer. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. yes, definitely. I'm trying to think, uh, so, uh, in this instance, we are basically weighing, like, two parallel, um, circumstances where, in one, you and this person have known each other for the exact same amount of time as you and this other person, right? So, like... The guy that you find creepy versus the guy that you find attractive. Like, let's just say you've known them both for the exact same amount of time. There's no time difference in between this, so right? I think it's more around the action. So, say um, someone sent you flowers to your work. Okay. Yes. Um, if you like the person. But if I had 
just met them, even though I was really into them, I still might see it as a little bit of a red flag. I might see it as like a little bit pushy or love bomby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had been dating them for like a week or so, say your two dates, you had a, you had you just two second fan- fantastic second, dates. Second, well, fantastic kind of indicates how you feel. Okay, about sure, that. sure, sure. You had two. You had two dates. Um, uh-huh. Maybe one of them you thought this date was fine. The other, you're like, I can't wait for the third date. You go into work and there is oh, a my God. vase full of flowers. Paco me. says to you, "There's someone sent you flowers." I would die. That is the that would be so sweet. Like if if you go on a date that you really enjoy and you really like this person and you're excited to see them again and they beat you to the punch Mm -hmm. with some flowers, I would feel so validated in my feelings, you know, because at that Mm -hmm. point you're kind of trying to hide a little bit. You're kind of trying to like nonchalant it, you know, you don't want to you don't want to seem too excited. But But if if you weren't into them, what if you're not into them? Would it be like this person? I'd be concerned. This is too much. Yeah. Yes. Do you think it also comes like a so like self social awareness is like a factor too? Like when you have a date that isn't great, do you feel like you send that like you're very animated about it? Like most people, most humans would know that you weren't enjoying yourself. Like that kind of thing. Like someone wouldn't like. No, I'm I I'm I don't know. I'm an empath. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So even Mm -hmm. if I'm on like a weird date where the guy is like annoying and talks only about himself and what you know like. I think I can be driven over over the line. Like, I, there mm-hmm. is a point where if you're being, like, rude and weird enough, I'm just going to snap at you. I'm going mm-hmm. to hit you with it. But, um, but like, for the most part, if it's somebody that I'm just kind of, like, not feeling, but they're mm-hmm. nice enough, like, I... They would feel... You, they would <laughs> get the same exact person totally. that the guy you like would, and they would send you flowers, and you'd think, oh, this is weird. Oh, yeah. Probably. Probably. Or, yeah, I just wouldn't... The, the indicators that I did not want anything further wouldn't be totally clear Mm -hmm. i yeah i don't know i i definitely have a problem with that i've always had a problem with that i'm starting Mm -hmm. as i've gotten older i'm starting to like build um i don't know i'm 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 becoming more fearless uh Mm -hmm. around around men so yeah at that point yeah i'm I'm less afraid to like hurt somebody's feelings knowing knowing Mm -hmm. that my time and my safety is on the line oh totally and i think like I don't want to, like, get too tangenty, but, like, I think something – it's just it's something you learn when you get older. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I feel like when we were younger, um, if you didn't like – and think of it, because, like, we were – we'd be in, like, elementary – or not elementary school, but, like, middle school, high mm-hmm. school, and you'd have to, like, see if there was a boy that liked you in your class that you didn't like back. You'd have to, like, see them every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was always, like, the, you know, guy – boy that likes you that you don't like back that it was always very obvious, and they would be clingy mm-hmm. and run around – and, like, if you would ask your teacher or your counselor or your mom for help, they would say, okay, what you say is, hey, like, you're very nice, but I only see you as a friend. Yeah. Um, and when you would say that, you didn't mean, like, we're going to stick around and be buddy buddies. We're going to be friends friends. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those where, like, you have to see them every day. Like, you know, like, you just say, let's be friends or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was just, that was the advice we were told to give, even though we didn't mean it, even though we really just wanted to get as far away as possible from that guy. And then, lo and behold, like, as you get older, like, I think that advice sticks with women, and then all of a sudden this friend zone thing pops up. Mm-hmm. And I think it sticks with, it's, I, I know for me, for a long time, like, I thought that that was, like, the nice way to say no to somebody. And as I've gotten older, um, I, I don't say, like, let's be friends. I say, like, oh, you know, I don't feel a spark. Like, I don't 
because first off, I didn't mean the friendship thing. Second of all, I think for <laughs> yeah. men, it's just they go down. There's some that go down the road of like they friend zone me. Like, yeah, and it's it just like kind of triggering, huh? To be like, we should just be friends. It's yeah. not you, it's me. Yeah. So like, it's one of those where like back when I was young, like younger, not as aware, I thought that that was like a nicer way to say no to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew out of that because I I realized it, d- it didn't help me. It didn't help anybody else. Um, yeah, totally. But, um, yeah, that was my kind of tangent there, but um. Yeah, um, so the cute if, you're, cute if you're into it, creepy if you're not into it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, that there's a, a line for that, though? Like, is there ever a point where it's like, no, that, that sentiment doesn't apply here? I'm not sure. Do you, do you have an example? So I think my kind of, like, rule of thumb is if it was a creepy thing, if anybody did it, uh-huh, it's, uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. it doesn't apply, like... Okay, I think because like the ick is a thing. Yes. Like I think if you had a great second date. Okay, wait. Can I? T- <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, but yeah, okay. like you have a, a great second date, and then you get into work, and it's not like a, a vase of flowers. It's a vial of their blood, and a note that says like, "I think this is so romantic. Here, take a vial of my blood." Even though you had a great night the night before, you'd be like, "This is fucking weird." I would hope you would think that's weird. Okay, so I dated this guy. <laughs> I dated this guy who, um, when I would go to his house, I would wear a sh- certain shirt, and I, mm-hmm. I, w- I wore Baccarat Rouge this entire mm-hmm. summer, or like the Baccarat Ra- Rouge dupe mm-hmm. perfume. It's nice. That is nice. And I would wear it. All- I wore it all summer, and when I would be like out of town or whatever, and not around him, he <laughs> confessed to me that he would put the shirt on a pillow mm. and sleep with the pillow like hugged up with him. Did you get the ick? <laughs> And then I stayed with him for like four more months. Well, that's, oh my god! That's listen, listen, I'm I, I convinced myself not to get the ick, honestly, like because I was like, this is insane, and maybe you know, like I'm a very intense person, and to meet somebody else who I, I felt was matching my intensity, I was like, you know what? All mm-hmm. right, I can get into it. Yeah, like you're a real freak, but now <laughs> too weird. I feel like that would like really set me off just knowing. Mm-hmm. the road that that takes yeah yeah <laughs> i think yeah like it's there's it's like the the, the romantic like the romantic j- intended romantic gesture still has mm-hmm. to apply like it has to be intentional yes. it also like some people have also taken that statement of like cute if you're into it creepy if you're not to mean like you'll put up with bad behavior from anybody like it means you'll put yeah. up with like oh if they're hot you'll put up with them being an asshole like i remember i think it was of course it's in the tiktok comment section um like the whole stupid little body count debate that the kids get into where i was saying like this isn't a normal question people sit down and ask like that would be Mm -hmm. a weird thing to do um and then of course some like kids chime in and be like well hot guys ask it so now everyone asks it people are okay with it when hot guys do it it's like no Mm -hmm. no no like faux pas being an asshole like i mean is there some sort of element in dating of like oh if you're more into somebody like you let a little bit more slide but like no, it doesn't mean like you get to be an a- like being an asshole. Right. It's about ro- the cute if you're creepy or you're into it. Creepy if you're not is about also, gestures. For me, and I don't know if this is like a weird shallow thing or if it's gonna get some kind of backlash. But for me, like hotness and kind of like social status or social awareness, like mm-hmm. have to go hand in hand because oh, yeah. there are plenty of quote unquote 
conventionally hot guys mm-hmm. um, that are weird. Oh, like, I agree. Come off weird. I like, agree. Just, that's they why were I say born like, with the face, but then they, you know, they're they're like, fucking off. weird. Or like, yeah. yeah, they they have like a chip on their shoulder. And most and, girls like, don't like them, you know. No, so like dating they, them is not a flex. It's not like other girls want to be you. Everybody knows how weird this guy is. Yeah, like, and that's the thing too is like, of course, when you say like I'm attracted to this, like guys just like a lot of them will just see like oh bo- checkbox like yeah. hot like this and this like it's uh-huh. it's not just like conventionally hot it's like there's just something like we can all we all know why people find even if you don't find pete davidson attractive i think most women understand why other women do if I you do. don't find him attractive <laughs> I, I, I think he's pretty attractive <laughs> I think he's hot. um like you can't but you can't explain why mm-hmm. like you can't i mean there's a few things where it's like oh he's funny but there's something about him like it's there is like it's just yeah, like it is how he walks like bro. all of that like yes. it's just like the confidence like you can't even explain it because it's so intangible yes like i feel like men don't get that like they're just kind of like no, but it's not like blonde boobs, like taint. Like it's like, dude. You know what's so funny? There is a <clears throat> there's a TikTok trend going on right now, and it's um, women putting on like the little mustache and mm-hmm. goatee filter, and they're all like filming it um and with the caption of like oh i look like and then this specific type of guy and it's something very specific it's like oh i look like um the guy who's like waiting for the rock wall uh Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to talk to you or whatever or i look like the guy who's like mad that you serve the kids before him you know that kind of thing and there's so many different ones and it's so funny because women are so like creative and they know every specific type of dude and when they call it out you know exactly the type of dude they're talking about one thing i've learned from the internet is i've never had a unique experience uh, right i know but but at the same time like you know it, i feel like it's so funny to just feel that connection and then but but i saw another tiktok this guy was talking about it. he's like yeah m- men can't really do that to women because they don't have that many categories they don't have that many like they're it's not they don't observe girl. the specific types yeah mm-hmm. that's why i think the whole like box theory thing is bullshit it's guy it's like fuck first figure it out later hot girl go yeah <laughs> like girl hot it's animalistic <laughs> go yeah well, totally. like it's so it's, it's very like and when i think of people like in the that push this it's like you never actually talk to people like guys who sit inside mm-hmm. think that people categorize because all they have time to do is categorize because yes. they're not outside in the world yeah um but yeah like yeah so the cute if you're creepy thing um yeah yeah, yeah definitely we're gonna hear Hot from guys someone can totally be super creepy yeah oh my god yeah and like that but then if they're creepy then they're not hot anymore like attraction yeah. and hot is like hot it's not just not just looks um yeah so we're gonna hear from a guy basically asking about this approaching in public cute or creepy so he says, a lot of advice I've been given lately amounts to just go for it or you miss all the shots you don't take. But I actually have a question. If you're at a bar, restaurant or on the street and some random guy comes up to you and asks you an introduction type question, are you open to having a conversation or is that just something that's not OK in the current social environment? I have a lot of female friends who post a lot about how guys approaching them creeps them the hell out. But I don't know if that's just the default sort of position or if they're more cautious than most. A couple of disclaimers. I wouldn't approach someone who is obviously with another guy. I likewise wouldn't likewise wouldn't approach someone who looks busy on a mission, has headphones in, or is deliberately avoiding eye contact. I'd be less likely to approach someone in a group, although I can see why approaching someone who's on their own would be more alarming as well. In my approach, I'd be casual, friendly, and open to the response simply being, I'm not interested in talking to you, although women wouldn't know that last bit. That's the thing my friends keep saying. They're scared. A negative response from them will result in an angry response from the guy, so they'd rather not talk to anyone. And then finally, I'm, in my own estimation, above average looking. I'm no Brad Pitt, but I'm certainly no Deadpool either. So what do you think? Is being approached on the street by someone you don't know creepy? 
Woo! Okay, there's so, so much to this one. There's so I, much to unpack, and I think yes. he wants a, a yes or no answer. Um, ultimately, yes. I think it is creepy. Or no, what, uh, I forget what the question was, but yes, I think it's creepy to, uh, uh, and I know that sucks, and I know nobody wants to hear that because it's not old fashioned, and it does it limits your capabilities. But really, I'm I'm gonna be so honest. I know this that I'm not the only one that does this. You kind of have to let her pick you first, and you will know, or you should know, because she'll make a ton of eye contact with you, and a lot mm-hmm. of times, like, she will hint at the interaction first, but if not, if she's not looking at you, or she glances at you and then looks away and is n- clearly not trying to look at you anymore, mm-hmm. like, that's that's a no. That's a no, um, and I think if you're going to be the first one to say something, she needs to be in the milieu. Don't, like, go out of your way to approach someone who is like very far who you just like saw from across the room and you Mm -hmm. thought she was hot but she hasn't seen you yet like it just takes you by surprise Mm. unfortunately being approached by a man like it you just don't you don't know what's on this man's mind like Mm -hmm. as a woman Mm. i it happens all the time literally two days ago i was sitting at the bar across the street from my house because i just Mm -hmm. needed to get out of the house headphones in i'm drawing in my sketchbook sitting at a picnic table outside way in the back corner there was nobody else outside i it it happened so many times where a man walked up and sat down and just expected me to take my headphones off and like start talking to them and like introduce himself to me and ask what i'm doing what i'm drawing like that'd be annoying it is so i'm not gonna talk to you i'm not going to i mean Mm -hmm. of course i think he did mention that like i would never Mm -hmm. approach somebody who has headphones in looks busy whatever Mm -hmm. um but I would say, like, if you're going to do it, make sure she's kind of in the same energy level as you are. That's the thing, too. Because, like, when I first read this, because, like, it's not as simple as, like, you know, it's just a cute or creepy. Or if, if you thought he was hot, would this bother you or not? Like, it, it's Mm-mm. not. Like, now, yeah. What he described, too, like, is it's a wide charming. range of situations. Like, there is a big difference between a bar, a restaurant, and on the street. And being approached on the totally. street. Yes. Um, And so, like, setting ma- so like setting matters, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. I think a bar is, like, a, a safe. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, like, they're, and they're, and they're behave Like, a mix of yeah. setting and their behavior. Like, how approachable are they? Like, right. Um, so I think like setting, like if it's a bar, like social setting, um, I think like a no go would be, you know, obviously something where people are like moving quickly and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think some gray areas, like, I mean, like the gym, the grocery store, those can all be kind of like gray areas where you have to look at behavior more. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, bar, restaurant on the street are very different environments. I think being approachable matters. Like he did state the obvious of like headphones in being busy or Mm -hmm. on a mission, like stuff like that, or like not making eye contact, but like. Busy doesn't always look busy. I don't, right. Um, so I, I think, like, it's kind of, like, taking those cues. Um, and then also, like, do, don't approach someone who's, like, a captive audience. And, like, that can be either, like, mm. you know, some guys, it's, like, they'll go, like, because, it's, you know, she's, like, working somewhere. And she has to sit there and oh, be nice to you. Oh, my God. Do not approach and, and force your mm-hmm. your time. And, like, don't, don't do that to somebody mm-hmm. that's working. Bartender, women, like, I feel like pretty mm-hmm. unanimously are annoyed by that guy yeah. that comes in all the time because she's clocked in and she can't leave. And mm-hmm. you can just kind of like commandeer her attention whenever she has a spare moment mm-hmm. and she's ignoring you as much as she can. But mm-hmm. I mean, I can't speak for all bartenders. I've never been a bartender, but mm-hmm. like, I know that, you know, there are people that do that, that like, yeah. Yeah. They know that you're stuck there. Yeah. Or like, um, I think it also like applies to like, um, like if someone's waiting at the bus stop, like something where someone, 
is in a stationary position i feel like as well like so someone that's like waiting at a bus stop like Mm -hmm. you have to wait there for your bus if someone comes and approaches you like Mm -hmm. you can't exactly get up and leave and move around like waiting for a bus waiting for a train like that kind of thing or like if you're like waiting for something or like in a specific area it's like cool like now this person just came up and like got in my bubble i can't exactly leave here yep um yeah, yeah, like, I think that's, like, another one. You, you've heard about um, the brick heard around the world, right? The girl. Oh, that sh- one. She posted a video from the hospital um, with a, basically half of her face super swollen. And sh- her, she had said that she was standing at the bus stop. And a man mm-hmm. approached her, asked for her number. She said no. It doesn't really matter how she said it, but he mm-hmm. threw a brick at her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you, <laughs> like, you just don't know how somebody's going to respond. And, yes, if you're standing there waiting for the bus and this guy's starting to kind of ramp up and get irate, it's like, okay, so I could, I don't know, run away, miss my bus, and potentially get chased by this man. Or I can mm-hmm. just kind of, like, hold my ground and, like, hope that the bus comes. Exactly. It's, like, before you approach a woman, you have to understand how complicated it is for us yeah. to respond. Like Exactly. And, like, even if you're, like, the greatest guy in the world, like, blame the Jeffrey Dahmers mm-hmm. of the world for, you know, like, that women being precautious. Yeah, but like, it's like even Jeffrey Dahmer, like that was in the 70s, I feel like, yeah, socially things have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Was that in the 70s? Maybe not. Maybe that was later, though, later on. But um, things have changed so much and it's just like, I I'm just, I'm not necessarily afraid I'm, a man is going to like serial kill me, like lure me to his car and take me away. I'm just afraid he's gonna get angry mm-hmm. and like cause a scene. You I know? think, like, I think it kind of goes past that, because I think, like, first, like, how someone approach, how you approach these people matters. Like, if you're going up and, like, randomly introducing yourself and you have no reason to, like, I mean, I think you can create reasons to talk to people, mm-hmm. but if you go up to somebody and, like, stop them in their tracks because they don't look busy to you and say, like, I think you're very beautiful, like, and you get in their way, like, that's, that's a bit much. Like, I think, like, um, and I think, like, Rudy had, like, a great example where it's, like, oh, the what's it, like, you're at a bar, it's, like, oh, I like your shirt, or, like, you know, what are you drinking vodka soda? If they keep mm-hmm. talking to you, like, then you keep going into a conversation, yes. like, that's healthy, that's organic. Yes, exactly. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that is lovely. If you, yes, the what's it, oh, that was so genius of Rudy, thank you. Because the other, like, alternative uh, that I have experienced is people, men coming up to me and just kind of sitting down and being, like, Hi. My name is blah, 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 shaking my hand. Mm -hmm. What's your name? Huh, how are you? What are you doing today? And it's like, it's this weird masked interaction where now Mm -hmm. if I say, like, no thank you, they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because that's the thing, too, is like, (sighs) get over yourself. Yeah, also, like, you're putting someone in a a position where it's like, you, you, you know they're coming up there to flirt mm-hmm. with you, but they're just not – they're not saying it. And then you have to be the rude person who just, like, didn't want to say hi. Yeah, you have to be the rude bitch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, that's the other thing, too, about, like, not wanting to be the person that – not wanting to make someone angry. I think it goes a step further, and, like, you don't want to be the person that, like, makes a person – or don't – well, I wrote it down. Like, how, how would you respond to that if a man comes up to you and does something like that? hi, my name is blah, 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 and just starts engaging you in a conversation and you don't want to be the rude person, like, how do you respond? I would probably, I would probably, I wouldn't, like, be accuse them of anything, but I would probably say, like, okay, like, hi, and then I would, I would probably be, like, yeah, like, so what's kind of the agenda, like, I wouldn't be, like, what's the agenda here? I'd probably say, like, okay, like, you know, what, what brings you over here? Like, who are you here with? Yeah. Like, I said, you can I lo- help you? Like, like I, I asked, like- I act concerned. I took my headphones off. I was like, can I help you with something? Is everything okay? <laughs> so I've, so I, I, I've, so actually I've kind of done that too, in a sense where like, I, I think another big one is like, 
don't like in the parking lots like i think parking lots like if someone's on the way to their car there's just something kind of scary about that yep. like for women the like i would just say lot, like no parking lots women going to the car like it's just it's there's something scary about it i think mm-hmm. um uh, but, like, I had somebody where, um, and this was just, like, two months ago, um, I was in a relationship and everything. I was running into, I had my headphones, and I was running into PetSmart, I think, to get something. And they mm-hmm. were close, or uh, I was running into Ulta, and then they were closed. I was running back, and I on my way in there, I see someone, and he looked like he, like, kind of, like, I don't know if he was, like, a petitioner-type-looking person who, like, kind of looked like he was, like, waving at me mm-hmm. at the corner of his eye, and I, I just kept going. And then um, when the store was closed, I turned back around to head to my car, and then he, like, was like waving and like because he's standing by the car like in my mind i'm like oh does he need someone to like jump his car like because uh-huh. i was just like waving by the car like i don't know like that's uh-huh. maybe what i what i thought and i pull out my headphone i'm like oh every, is everything okay and um i think i said like everything okay and he's like i just i just wanted to say you're really pretty and i just said oh thank you and i kept walking mm-hmm. he's like and then he, he like he, like saw him i'm like yeah is everything okay because he's waving um yeah. and he's like so do you want to maybe hang out sometime? And I was just like, have a boyfriend. Yeah. No. Um, but it was like, and the thing is like, th- that wasn't necessarily like creepy, but it, well, it didn't work. And it was also just mm-hmm. kind of like awkward. Like it, even like if I was single and it was like a guy that was like attractive, I, I would think the approach was just kind of weird and awkward. Like it, yes. there was some, there was something about like the manner, like just that would scream weird and awkward versus yes. like uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if you know, I were to, to hang out with you, it would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like just because yeah. it's also like, I feel like confident guys like don't feel the need to like flag somebody down. They're yeah, like, yeah. like another woman will come along. She's not special is what a confident dude would think. Sure, like sure. a guy who's like, please like, stop running. Like, please, please, God. please take your <laughs> headphone desperate. out. Like, oh, or God, they wouldn't. Yeah. yeah like it would uh-huh. be just a different kind of story in that regard. But, totally. um, yeah, like okay. I think like, but yeah, um, to go back, I think beyond just like not reacting angrily that, you know, women are concerned about or don't want. I also think like not necessarily just like having an angry response, but just having this like uncomfortable, passive aggressive response. Like no one yeah. wants to like, like it ruins my day to have to be like, have to feel totally. like an asshole or have to feel like, bad for somebody Uh that i didn't intend to like talk to that approached me like if you have to be the person to come up to me like yeah like if someone says like hey first off like rejection because he says if someone says i'll like i'm not interested in talking to you i would i would turn around walk away a lot of people don't like to reject that way like a lot of people when they're approached rejection sucks for men and women yeah men are not the only ones who get rejected i get rejected all the fucking time yeah because like like it's not just like if if you go talk to a woman she's not interested in talking to you like the likelihood that she's gonna say i'm not interested in talking to you please move on is very low like it's more likely she's gonna like give you short answers and hope you get the hint so you like you have to like understand those hints like you can't just linger there and be like oh she's still like she hasn't run off and told me to fuck off like she's still here no that's not how it works um so like that you have to you have to have social and self-awareness and then like on top of that like yeah don't react angrily but also Uh don't do sad man shit like don't say like why like can i have some feedback like no sad man shit like or be like oh like oh. or like if she gives a soft no don't be like so do you are you not interested like right you just have to, you have to like take it in stride and move on you can also like something i've done and maybe this is delusion i call this healthy delusion where like if you get a soft no just telling yourself it's whatever lie you made up in your head oh maybe they were too busy um right like, as long as you yes. as long as it doesn't, Wait, you call it soft delusion um uh, healthy delusion healthy delusion no, i but love like, that as long as it doesn't keep love you on the hook that. or like acting it doesn't make you like a 
um, like a pompous jackass, I think that's actually healthy versus being Definitely. like wallowing in pain, being like, oh, you know what? Yeah, he was too busy. Oh, Dude, he wasn't ready for a relationship. Don't take right anything now. personally. Exactly. It's not one of the four agreements. Don't take anything personally. Like give people the benefit of the doubt. Assume mm-hmm. they are doing the best that they can. Yeah, exactly. Totally. You never know what's going on in anyone's in anyone's head, and if you get those you know responses, just you know telling yourself they were busy or they had something going on. Because the tr- the honest truth is, most of the time it is something like that, and the more times that you accumulate, like. Mm-hmm. I've been rejected, and they didn't give me a reason, so it must have been because I'm ugly. Like, that, that will help start you. to chip away at you. That will weigh you down. And most mm-hmm. of the time, it's not true. So don't exactly. don't internalize that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, I agree. We have another mailbag. Another mailbag. Um, we're all. It's all about the cute versus creepy. Cool. Um, this one is mailbag around bringing soup when sick. Oh, shoot. I had text screenshots that I didn't send you. Um, oh. Uh, so this is bringing soup when sick. I, 25 female, was three, almost four dates in with a guy, but woke up feeling sick the morning of our fourth date. I texted the guy to let him know, and he replied, initially offering to bring over soup or ginger ale. I declined saying I'd be fine, just for him to get persistent. After I reiterated no, he sent what felt like passive-aggressive text that implied he thought I was lying. See screenshots. After this interaction, I have mixed feelings on if I should reach back out. On one hand, the whole conversation felt so neggy, and made me a little uncomfortable. Someone I barely know couldn't take a very simple cancellation at face value. At the same time, I wonder if his feelings were just hurt around me declining soup, or if my cancellation sounds like BS. I know faking sick is the oldest trick in the book, but I thought mine was friendly, and I really did intend to circle back once I'd recovered. But obviously, he didn't know that. So who did wrong here? Should I reach back out? And the texts, I'll like read them through. It's kind of fun to do like little reader's theater, but I don't know if the text will. Where the fuck is this text? Oh. Yeah, so she texts him saying, Morning, sorry to do this, but I really feel like I'm coming down with the flu or something, need to cancel the date. Would love to see you soon. Can I get back to you for a reschedule? He says, Bummer, that's fine. How about I bring you over some soup or ginger ale tonight? She says, Oh, that's sweet. Appreciate the gesture, but I should be good. I can fend for myself. He says, Are you sure? She says, Yep, don't want to put you out or anything either. He says, It's no problem. I insist. Would love to see you, even if for a little. And she says, I appreciate the gesture, but would really prefer to take care of myself this time around. I look gross and have plenty of soup and emergency I can make. Thanks for understanding. Then he puts the laughing face. Are you too sick and and gross or quote unquote fine? If I didn't like you so much, I'd think you were coming up with an excuse. She writes, I am sick, period. I am also able to move about the house and take care of myself. Again, thank you for understanding. And he just says, okay, sure. Laughing face emoji. Feel better. LOL. See, I hear something like this, and I'm glad that you read the text because when you just told the story, I was kind of like, oh, it sounds neck. If he's neck, he probably don't want it, you know, whatever. But hearing this, I'm if it were me and I were really into this guy, mm-hmm. and I really was coming down with something on the day of our fourth date, my first text would not sound like that. Yeah. Like that made it sound. Like, there was, she just gave away too little information. It sounded Mm -hmm. like it was, like, a uh, generalized, like, Mm -hmm. non-truth, honestly. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, maybe that's just, like, who she is, and she's not, she doesn't really text like that or needs to get into that, but I would hit up a man and be like, dude, I, and I know she said Mm -hmm. something about, can I get back to you for reschedule? That, Mm -hmm. like, I've been, you know, told that before and ghosted. Mm -hmm. So, if I really like this man and I did really want to, like, go on a fourth date with him, my text would sound different. It would be much more like, dude, I am so sorry. I, I'm so sick right now. Mm-hmm. I really like, 
I'm trying to get better, but like I think I, you know, ate something or I can't, I have no, no idea what it is. I'd give him some symptoms. I'd be honest. And I'd be like, I really, really want to see you. Please don't think that I'm like yeah. doing this on purpose because, but, but maybe that's um, like a societal women feel like they have to do that. Feel mm. like they have to over explain. Maybe you shouldn't have to. I don't know. But, but if I wanted to see somebody again and I didn't want them to think I was lying, I would over explain a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like I see, I see, like, I see, yeah. I see that 100%. Because it felt like very boilerplate, like, cancellation. Yeah, like, it kind of did. Cop, cut and paste. Um, like, it, it, it sounded, like, it kind of sounded like I'm not really, I don't really want to do this tonight. Yeah. Like, and I, I think there's also, like, there's some self-awareness and like social awareness where it's like people know that people uh-huh. use sick as a as a reason and stuff so i think it's like there is sort of that and i this isn't like a gendered thing this isn't like women always have to prove themselves i think it's like if you really are sick you kind of have to like give some more context otherwise you sound like hell like i'm sick or like oh like my fifth grandma just died like totally I out um so i i think like yeah her response sent that kind of message or her Mm -hmm. like initial message at the same time though i'm kind of like because i think like remember we talked about like weaponized cooking when kevin was here it was like when people want to like they invite Mm. you over instead of saying a real date like oh hey i'll cook for you at my place (laughs) yeah yeah. and it's like secretly like more it's it's less about the you know oh i want to be sweet and cook you a meal and it's more about like oh like we're i don't have to take you out Uh we're at my house we're closer to my bedroom like there's sort Mm. of like an ulterior motive disguised as something sweet sure like I, like, I, I feel like with the, the bring you soup and stuff like that, like, I, there's something, like, about it where it's, like, you know, like, tr- either, it feels like either a mix of, like, trying to see for yourself if they're actually sick, like, uh-oh, like, h- they can't pull a fast one on me, or it's, like, you're trying to go and, like, see somebody or, like, have, like, a, a way to see someone while they don't want to be seen. Um, in a what way, did like, he say? Did he say, I want to see you, even if he, just for he, a second, or did yeah, he say, I so would he love did. to see you? I think he said, I, I think he said, I would love to see you. Like, so I, I think it's a mix. Cause like, I personally think like, if you really wanted to make it nice, like you would be okay with dropping it off on the porch or like sending it as delivery. Like it wouldn't mm-hmm. be about seeing the person. Cause I also think too, like there's yeah, okay. a bar for sick that like, com- that applies to dates that mm-hmm. I don't think applies to something like work or something like that. Like, I think like, cause I think on a, on a date, you want to be like the best version of yourself. You want to be a fun date for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not like, I don't think too sick to go on a date means like you're falling over and dying. It just means right. like you're not going to be miserable. You you would be too miserable to be there. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think like this idea that like the bar for sick is like, you know, she has to be too sick to get out of bed and need someone to cook soup for her. Otherwise or she's, she's on a date with someone else. Yeah. Like, like she's out of the house. Yeah. Know? Like it seems like it's like an attempt to be like, Oh, like, are you really sick? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I, like, I sort of get that vibe. Like, um, because of like the repeated texts and the insisting, like, I think, it is sweet to just kind of be like, oh, like, do you need anything? Because it's also like, what else right. do you say? Like, you want to say something nice to your date that canceled? Like, oh, are you okay? Like, can I bring you something? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, a lot of times people say that and don't mean it. Like, if someone was like, oh yeah, I'd be down for some soup, they'd be like, what the fuck? No, we're not. We're, I didn't actually mean it. Like, yeah. So I think the insisting and kind of being like, oh, really? Are we really sick here? Is a little weird. <sighs> Dating is so hard because <laughs> I kind of I'm. Uh, a little split on this still Mm -hmm. you know like I'm a little bit crazy so if I went on four dates with somebody and I really like them and then they kind of hit me with like the Mm -hmm. morning of that we had been looking forward to oh yeah sorry I'm sick can't make it tonight ciao Mm -hmm. then I'm like I kind of want to drive by their house and see if their car is there and see if they're fucking lying to me or not Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think there's more context needed in this too because it's like if it was like a date like it's also like we've all 
like not i think we're all capable of doing like not to you just don't want to get deceived i feel like, like uh, it's we, none a, of us want yeah it's you like you don't want to get deceived you don't want to look stupid yeah none of us want to do like sad man shit but sometimes it's like no one's gonna pull a fast one on me this time exactly. like i think we're all capable you're going on a date with a girl tonight and then tomorrow you're gonna be all better and you're gonna go on a date with yeah, me and i'm like, gonna look like an idiot this yes. person's a lot like this person's getting away with a lie and i'm just putting up with it like no totally, one wants to be that bro, person totally. where it's like that's exactly what it i'm is. just sitting here and like letting them get away with this lie like giving them this out like Sucks. just not like i'm gonna roll over and just let them walk all yeah. over me and like i think there's a lot of people with that especially like i don't know how old these people are or wait i think she said how old they were i don't know how old this guy is but like people who've been mm-hmm. you know saying it's like you're just kind of have that chip on your shoulder of like they're not gonna fool me this time yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're not gonna fool me oh yeah totally i definitely have a chip on my shoulder that's a really hard thing to let go of if Mm -hmm. you are not a self-aware person too if you're not like a developed person that shit calcifies and Mm -hmm. it gets worse and worse like that's the type of thing you need therapy for for Mm -hmm. somebody to be like you're blowing this up in your head and it's really not like this out there you know i mm-hmm. in some ways i do understand like the building resentment towards the opposite gender when shit like this mm-hmm. happens and it makes you feel bad every time it makes you feel stupid mm-hmm. to the point where you're like your walls are so far up yeah you're like i'm not gonna let it happen again yeah and then you end up doing and then you end up being a dickhead yeah, yeah. and not doing and it and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy so <laughs> exactly no because that's yeah that's how it feels um yeah it's before yeah before we close um before we yeah close things out um uh yeah the like because i kind of talked about like the weaponized cooking mm-hmm. um i think there's kind of an umbrella of like weaponized kindness in a way um for sure and maybe that wasn't in this situation like, because i feel like this was very benign i feel like there's more like it was a very short conversation mm-hmm. like but there was sort of that like inkling in the back of my mind of like okay insisting on bringing somebody soup when they say they're sick and like i want to see you like kind of thing like mm, do you yes. think there's other gestures like that that are um you know disguised as kind that really have like a selfish or ulterior motive Uh, that's like the whole crux of like um cult recruitment yeah um is is let me provide for you who you know you like i'm gonna find what parts of your life you're vulnerable vulnerable in Mm -hmm. and and fill those spaces and like act like it's a kind gesture but like you will feel the inherent need or you will feel inherently that you owe me something mm-hmm. and that's when you kind of like start to pull them in more and more and like sink your talons in and then it's harder for them to leave mm-hmm. like yes absolutely i think that's very much a thing um love bombing with like gifts and stuff okay but what is the line for love bomb because people throw the term love bombing around a lot and, like, they'll just be, like, oh, they were really nice to me at first, and then they cooled off. And, like, I'm, like, that's not really love yeah, bombing. No. I like, think love bombing really does involve, like, uh, yeah, weaponized kindness. Being way too overly kind, way too helpful, way too much. They're providing, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. like a guy in the friend zone. He can still love bomb to the point where he's, like, trying profusely to give you absolutely everything. Give you gifts. Like, mm-hmm. fill every need. Um, but there is this, like... Mm-hmm. she's gonna owe me at the end and if she doesn't do it her on her own mm-hmm. i'm gonna remind her i'm gonna bring it up and it's gonna be a discussion and then it's gonna be an argument and it's like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i don't like i don't like receiving gifts like that honestly oh me either yeah. i think weaponized kindness is different because like i think weaponized kindness is like it looks cute on the surface if you describe it one way like it's like mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna cook let me cook for you and then of uh. course if you want to be like hey no i'd rather go out then you become the spoiled brat who wants to go out for dinner or it's like 
you know, oh, like, let me bring you soup. And if you're declining it, it's like, okay, like rude. I'm, I'm offering to bring you soup. And like your ulterior motive is kind of like, I want to make sure they're not faking it. Let me pick you up and drive you. Yeah. And now you're stuck with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Or like, um, like where the, the, the goal is something else disguised as kind. Then that way, if like someone declines, then they look like the spoiled asshole. Um, yeah, it really, it always just honestly comes down to safety. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's really hard to get through to a lot of men who do feel, feel that like resentment, um, that like, it really, it isn't personal usually. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a matter of, I don't want to get put in a situation where um, I get yelled at, I feel bad, you know, he mm-hmm. insults me, whatever, I've wasted my time, um, I'm stuck feeling uncomfortable, or much worse you know Mm. he tries to hurt me he doesn't let me go home you know like stuff like that so Mm. it it really like you just a man can come off sweet as pie and like can flip on a dime so it's it's Mm. really just like you're dipping your toes in and easing yourself into things before you start to trust this man so it's not you know Mm. it's not girls being a bitch when they're like actually could you like Mm. i'll I'll take an uber or you can send an uber or whatever Mm. it's a safety thing Oh, totally. And I, yeah, I totally agree. And I think sometimes, like, guys don't worry about safety the way women do. No. Like, yeah. the, there's never going to be, like, and I'm not a fan of, like, double standards or whatever, but just the, it, that's kind of a fact. Like, when a guy goes on a date and he sits down, there is no fear in the back of your mind, like, that the person across from you can physically overpower you. Totally. Like, well, it's yeah. just, like, yeah, definitely. It's just not, and, like, I think, you know, safety being kind of the lowest point on, like, the Maslow hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm, like, that's, mm-hmm. it's important. Like, um, pe- feeling safe is impo- is important. Yeah. Totally. And people don't know if you're safe or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I guess before we go, um, what um, what is kind of like the creepiest dating moment that you've had in recent history? Ah, the creepiest? Oh, man. I Well, I think I might have talked about it on one of the other podcasts. This was um, a date that I went on, a, a quote unquote date that I went on, like right before um, I started dating my ex again. But um, it was this dude and it was this same shit i'm stupid okay i'm cavalier about my safety apparently but um it was like uh he he was like yeah you want to we can meet at my house we'll you know smoke some weed and then we'll go over to barton springs or yeah i'll cook you dinner blah blah blah. and i was in this like phase of my life where i was like i'm doing nothing but chill like chill ass dates i don't want to go on a fancy date like if he just wants to kick it and smoke weed like that's my that's Mm -hmm. my style for sure and then I get there. There's a weird misunderstanding, a misunderstanding on his part. I understand mm-hmm. completely, but like there's a misunderstanding about where to meet. So he, I'm at his house waiting for him for like 15 minutes. He finally gets gets there, gets out of the car, looks nothing like I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, looks very different from how I remember his body, mm-hmm. face, everything. And he's like, "Yeah, this is my house. I've been here for a year exactly today." Um, front yard's overgrown, looks like shit. Opens the door, lets me in. It's a trap house. 100% it's a trap house. And then, of course, he admits to me that he sells weed and he launders it by selling sea moss. And he, the backyard's a wreck. This man has not cleaned this house in a year. The, people come over to do drugs here. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were in the kitchen. He made me have a spoonful of sea moss. He forced me to eat it. It was disgusting. Gross. And his, his fridge was disgusting. Oh, my God. And then, and then he made some comment about sea moss being an aphrodisiac oh, no. and then he's like i'm gonna go to the bathroom and i was like 
I gotta get out of here now. Now. It was so unbelievably creepy. And this was the first time in my life that I have ever, like, a few years ago, I might have been like, I don't want to be rude. I guess I'll sit on this disgusting couch with him for, like, a little bit longer so he doesn't feel bad. But he came out of the bathroom and I was like, I'm actually going to leave. It looks like you haven't cleaned this place in a year. I really just didn't expect that you lived like this. And I marched my ass out and I left. It was fucking crazy. I could not believe I did that. (laughs) I'm sorry. If anyone said average, like, when people get too sexual too quickly with anything, I am yes, out because that, that means immediately. It means if someone wherever they start it sexual, it's only going to get more sexual. So if yeah. there's like a DM, if there's anything where it starts sexual, it's only going up from there. Right? Ugh. So true. They need to go, <laughs> go to horny jail. Horny jail. Horny jail. Bonk. Go to fucking horny jail. Yeah. That was a good story. Thank you for sharing. You're so welcome. I have so many creepy man stories, but I, I don't want to. We'll wanna... share them next time around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, We cool. had a good one today. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Thank you so much. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next Ciao. time. Ciao. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, it's not turning off. Okay. Hold on, I just uh, I just just do this and we can do this next.